Hey everyone, as you probably know, the time has finally come. Award season is coming to a close with the Oscars tomorrow, so welcome to my third annual Academy Awards pre-show. I'm sure you already know the drill, but let's just go through some housekeeping stuff first. Um, first of all, this is meant to be an audio podcast. This episode is the exception. This is the only episode I would recommend watching on YouTube because that's where I have all my graphics. I hope you'll still be able to follow along with just audio, but it's just a lot easier and more convenient if you can see on YouTube. So I would recommend going there. I'll put the link in the description. Talking about those graphics, pretty much the same format as last year. Orange text means I've watched the movie. Black text means I haven't. Um, I've watched the majority of movies this year. So I'll just let you know if there's a few I haven't whenever they pop up. A red circle is the movie that is my predicted winner. A blue circle is my personal pick. And then green circle will be the actual winner once that happens, not yet. Um, and then if a movie title has an asterisk next to it, that means I've reviewed that movie and you can go back and find my review and listen to it wherever it is back on the feed. But uh, with that out of the way, let's get into it. Let's start with some of the various categories. We'll start with original song. We've got applause, which is so random from some random movie nobody watched. We've got Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Natu Natu from RRR, um, and This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, my personal favorite is Lift Me Up because um, in the context of the movie, when that song hits at the end, it's just such a beautiful and emotional and impactful scene. And it's my favorite just moment. Um, so that's my favorite one. But the one that is winning is Natu Natu from RRR. That's my prediction because it's just so joyous and such a great sequence in the movie. And uh, I'll be happy when it wins. I'm excited for that. Next up, we've got short subject documentary. Nominated is The Elephant Whisperers, which is pretty good on Netflix. All Out. How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, and Stranger at the Gate. I've seen all of these except for How Do You Measure a Year. And this one's a close call. This year's Oscars, you'll notice, is so much more competitive than last year. And there are so many more close calls. This is a lot tougher to predict. Um, so for me, I think this is between The Elephant Whispers and Strangers at a Gate. I'm predicting Strangers at a Gate. I'm giving that one a little bit of the edge because Malala is a producer on that. So I think that's going to give it a little bit of a push. So I think Stranger at the Gate is winning. Uh, my favorite is the Martha Mitchell effect. It wasn't necessarily the best, but it was just the most personally interesting to me, and I was the most engaged in the subject matter. But, um, but that's short subject documentary. Moving on to short films, we've got live action. Nominated is An Irish Goodbye, which is the only one I haven't seen. And then Ivalu, Le Pupille, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. Um, again, another really close call. It's between An Irish Goodbye and Le Pupille. I'm going to give it to Le Pupille for the same reason I gave it to Stranger at the Gate. Le Pupille has Alfonso Cuaron as a producer, and I think his star power gives it a little push. So I think Le Pupille is winning. And I liked it. It was good. But my favorite one by far is The Red Suitcase. I think what that short was able to do in terms of tension building in such a short amount of time was really impressive. So that's my favorite. Talking about animated short film, nominated is The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. 
Um, of course, I've seen all these. Ostrich was definitely the most memorable and most probably creative and inventive. That was really original and really cool. My favorite is Ice Merchants. The animation was beautiful. The story was so impactful and it was just kind of an emotional gut punch. Um, I was surprised at how emotional that got me. So Ice Merchants is my favorite. I don't think it's winning. I think the winner will be the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse because it's based on a book. It's Apple TV with Apple behind it, all that. I just think it's winning. Um, so that's my guess. Moving on from short films, let's go into the writing awards. Let's start with original screenplay. We've got Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. All these movies really beautifully written. This is a very interesting category because for me, um, this is a three-way race for my favorite. My favorite is between Tar, Banshees of Inishirin, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. All three of those movies, absolutely beautifully written. The reason I'm going to pick Everything Everywhere All at Once for my favorite is because of the degree of difficulty. Um, Banshees is a movie that is so reliant on the writing. It's about the writing. Same with Tar. But those movies are dramas that are really well written. Everything Everywhere is like drama and sci-fi and comedy and action. And because the degree of difficulty, all the worlds, all the universes, to create a cohesive story out of all that, um, it just... It's my favorite. Plus, this is original screenplay, and nothing on this list is as original as Everything Everywhere. So that's my favorite. I think that voters will probably agree with me, so that's also my prediction. But it is a close call. If anything has the potential to upset Everything Everywhere, it's definitely Banshees of Inishirin. I could see that happening, and I'd be happy with that. Either way, I think is a good result. But moving on, I'm going to point out some movies that maybe weren't necessarily snubbed, Maybe I wouldn't have nominated them, but also had good scripts and um, deserve to be recognized, at least in some capacity. And that is The Woman King, beautifully written. After Sun, for me, I would have nominated that. Incredibly written. Armageddon Time, great movie. Lots of themes. It's playing with so many things at once and exploring the intersectionality between so many different things. And I would have nominated that for original screenplay. Till, very well written. Nope, beautifully written. Decision to Leave, very well written. Moving on, let's go to Adapted Screenplay. We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. My favorite is Top Gun Maverick because, I mean, I would call that a perfect script. When you think about the summer blockbuster and you think about structurally how that movie works, the character development, the emotion, the action, the story, it really is a perfect script and it is so geniusly well done. And I just think it's such a tight, it's the prime example of how to write a blockbuster. It's incredible. Um, Woman Talking will win. Top Gun Maverick's my favorite, but Woman Talking will win. And I'm happy with that. Women Talking, beautifully written, great movie. Also, Glass Onion, I wanted to shout that out because Ryan Johnson, the first Knives Out is my favorite movie ever, or it's at least up there. And um, Glass Onion is a worthy sequel. Uh, again, another really complex but cohesive, funny, entertaining, thrilling, compelling script. And I was very happy with that. Some other notable mentions. Uh, we've got She Said, very well written. The Good Nurse, well written. The Wonder, I thought was really interesting. Avatar The Way of the Water cannot be ignored. And then Black Panther Wakanda Forever. 
that's an interesting one because I don't think that has the greatest script of all time. But when you think about the challenge, losing the star of a movie and the degree of difficulty having to write for that, um, I think it's probably the biggest challenge of any movie here. And I think it succeeded with Flying Colors. Moving on from writing, let's go to the technical awards. We've got production design, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of the Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. And this one's a two-way race. It's between Babylon and Elvis. My favorite was Elvis. But right now, I'm thinking Babylon is going to win. I keep changing my mind, but I'm leaning Babylon because it won the Guild Awards. Elvis is beloved by the Academy, but I could see voters thinking, oh, well, Elvis is nominated in so many other categories, um, and it's going to win so many. Let's give this one to Babylon so it at least wins something. So I think that's probably the reasoning. So that's why I'm thinking Babylon's going to win, but I'd prefer Elvis to win. Pointing out some other movies, Don't Worry Darling had great production design. Wakanda Forever had beautiful production design. I would have loved to see that nominated. Empire of Light, Blonde, Tar, uh, Glass Onion, Nope. Moving on to Makeup and Hairstyling, um, nominated is All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. This is one of the ones where my favorite and my predicted lineup, Elvis. Um, I mean, you watch that movie, it is so much about the costumes, it's so much about the makeup, about Austin Butler as Elvis, how good he looks. Um, even Tom Hanks as the Colonel, um, just really well done. I think Elvis is winning and it deserves to win. I do think if anything has a chance to sneak up and beat it, it's the whale. The whale's probably our second place, but I still think Elvis right now. Other notable mentions, Blonde, beautifully done. The Woman King, beautifully done. Everything Everywhere All at Once, beautifully done. And then Babylon, also beautifully done. Moving on to costume design, nominated was Babylon, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. All of these are great. I'm really happy Everything Everywhere made the cut. It has some of the coolest and most unique and most elaborate costumes I've seen. Um, but my favorite is Black Panther Wakanda Forever because uh, my reasoning is that all these movies had all these great costumes but Black Panther had this extra element of having to be culturally accurate to Mayan, Mesoamerican, that culture, as well as adding to the work that was done on the first Black Panther with African culture. And there's so many costumes in that movie. Like every time Angela Bassett is on screen, she has a different costume. There's She literally probably wears like 30 different things in that movie. And that's just one character. So for me, my favorite is Wakanda Forever. I don't think that's winning, though. I think Elvis is winning. Again, there is just so much support for Elvis in the Academy. They love Elvis for some reason. It's a good movie, but they really love it. And uh, I just think it's winning costumes. Notable mentions. The Batman had great costume design. Glass Onion had great costume design. Um, Woman King had great costume design. And I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting right now, but that's costumes. Let's move on to sound design. Um, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of the Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, for me, when I think back, the one that stands out the most to me in my mind is The Batman because I just hear the roar of the Batmobile and the sound of that engine. And I remember how good the sound design was on that movie. So my favorite is probably The Batman. 
but I think Top Gun Maverick is winning. Also a beautifully uh, mixed movie and just really well done. All the fighter jets, the action, all that stuff. Um, and I also think that if Top Gun Maverick wins, which I think it will, um, it'll be probably its only win, which is really shocking. One of the best movies of the year, only winning one Oscar. It's interesting. Also, um, not nominated was 13 Lives, which I thought had great sound design. Eternal Daughter, which was the Tilda Swinton movie, had beautiful sound design. So spooky and creepy and just really well done. And then my personal favorite, and in my opinion, one of the most egregious snubs of this year, Nope. To me, the sound design in Nope was some of the best I've ever heard in my life. It was incredible. If you listen to my review of Nope, you'll hear me raving about that. Um, I think Nope should have not just been nominated. Nope should have been our winner for Best Sound Design. It was amazing. Moving on, let's go to Original Score. We've got All Quiet on the Western Front. We've got Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Um, my personal favorite is Babylon. Justin Hurwitz's score is just so big and bombastic and loud and memorable and just fits the movie perfectly. You can't go anywhere being a film fan and not hear Voodoo Mama, that track from Babylon everywhere. Even the Academy itself is using it as the background music in some of its ads. It's just that good. But I don't know. I feel like Babylon's not very popular with the Academy, so I could see it losing. And for some reason... I think All Quiet on the Western Front might win score just because of the support that movie has in the Academy. I don't know why it was so beloved. It was a very good movie, but it's really, really loved. Um, so I could see that, and I think that'll probably win original score. Some notable mentions. The Batman, to me, if the Batman was nominated, I would have put that above Babylon. I thought Michael Giacchino's score for the Batman is incredible. Um, did so much to create this world of Gotham City, and I just believe the Batman was the best score of the year to me. Um, Wakanda Forever, great score. Um, Don't Worry Darling had a good score. Glass Onion had a good score. Women Talking uh, had a little bit of an understated yet really good score. So those were all um, all really good ones. Let's move on to visual effects. Probably the easiest category to predict. Nominated was All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of the Water, the Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. And this is pretty obvious. My favorite and the one that should win and will win is Avatar The Way of the Water. The entire movie is visual effects. All the new techniques they pioneered. One of the most stunning movies I've ever seen. It's just incredible. It should win. It will win. And I'm very happy. Um, some snubs. The Northman. Beautiful looking movie. Multiverse of Madness was a good looking movie. Um, the Woman King was a good-looking movie. Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Achievement, having such a small team doing, I think it was like six people doing these effects, and it looks like a $200 million blockbuster. It looks stunning. And then Nope had great visual effects as well, and I would have loved to see some of those nominated. Um, so that's that. Moving on to Cinematography. Nominated was All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Um... I think winning is all quiet on the Western front. I think just that support from the Academy is going to get it to win. Although I can see Elvis winning and it's really close between the two. Um, all quiet won over Elvis at some of the guild awards, but Elvis is really, really loved. 
Right now, I'm leaning all quiet, but I would not be surprised if Elvis wins. And I'm kind of considering changing my prediction, but I'm not going to do that. Um, Let's see. Who I want to win? Tar. So much of these awards are about which movies do the most and are the showiest and are the biggest and flashiest and not necessarily the best. Because when you look at Tar, the cinematography of that movie, it's not big, flashy, showy, but it's so detailed and narratively thoughtful and uh, precise and just so well done that that's my favorite one. And I'd love to see Tar win, but it's not going to happen. Some snubs. The Batman should have been nominated. Greg Frazier, beautiful, beautiful movie. The Wonder was very good looking. Blonde was stunning. Banshees of Inisherin was stunning. The Woman King, Glass Onion had good cinematography. Top Gun Maverick was beautiful. Fablemans, The Northmen, Nope, Babylon. A lot of really good looking movies this year. Moving on to film editing, we've got The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, my favorite and the winner, same thing. Again, everything everywhere all at once. These are a lot of really well-edited movies, but when you think about the degree of difficulty, nothing comes close to everything everywhere all at once. All this footage, all these different universes and locations and jumping around constantly, it's frenetic, it's fast-paced, and to make that come together in a way that makes sense, that is cohesive, that tells a story is a massive accomplishment and they absolutely nailed it so it has to go to everything everywhere all at once the only thing that could possibly compare a little bit would be top gun maverick just when you consider the amount the hours and hours of footage from the fighter jets they would have had to sort through to kind of edit it into a movie but for me still everything everywhere some notable absences um 13 lives very well edited the woman king very well edited glass onion the Fablemans, Avatar, Nope, After Sun was beautifully edited, Babylon, All Quiet on the Western Front, Woman Talking, beautifully done, She Said, um, a lot of movies here that could have been nominated that weren't. Moving on to the last technical award, let's go to directing. Um, and the nominations are Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin, The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness. Um, there were a lot of really impressive ones here. I think my favorite and the predicted winner are the same. It's got to be the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think the movie, considering what the movie is, considering trying to make that movie, trying to put it together, I think they just had the biggest feat, biggest accomplishment and I just think the fact that they got the movie made, the fact that it's as good as it is, is a huge, huge achievement, and they deserve to win, and I think they will win. Some notable absences, Charlotte Wells for After Sun was a beautiful debut. Ryan Coogler, he probably had one of the biggest challenges of any director in terms of making this huge blockbuster sequel without the star of the first one, and I think he should have been nominated. Jordan Peele for Nope. Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick. Um, Park Chan-wook for uh, Decision to Leave was incredible. Gina Prince-Blythewood for um, for Woman King was incredible. S.S. Rajamuli for um, RRR. Sarah Pauly, Baz Luhrmann, Damien Chazelle, James Cameron. Think about how huge of an undertaking it is to direct an Avatar movie. I'm surprised James Cameron wasn't nominated. So there's a lot of big ones that kind of missed out here. But 
I'm very happy to see the Daniels win tomorrow. Moving on from directing to acting awards, let's start with supporting actress. And um, this category gives me headaches. I don't even know where to start. This is like a three-way race. It keeps going back and forth. I keep changing my mind. But let's get into the nominations. Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Hsu. Um, I don't even know. I really don't know. My favorite is definitely Angela Bassett. Um, she was incredible in Wakanda Forever. And I would love to see her win. But it's between her, Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inisherin, and Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, Curtis is absolutely beloved. Jamie Lee Curtis was great in that movie. But I just don't see her winning. So I think it's between Condon and Bassett. But there's also this bias. There's this bias against Marvel movies. So I think it can't be Bassett. But I don't feel any excitement for Carrie Condon either. I feel a lot more excitement for Angela Bassett. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. And I'm going to say it's Angela Bassett. Actually, no. No, I changed my mind. Angela Bassett, it's a Marvel movie. I feel like that bias is going to hurt her. I think Carrie Condon is winning Best Supporting Actress. And uh, I'm not changing it. Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inisherin. That's my prediction. Um, but this is incredibly difficult. And this is such a weird category, too, because Stephanie Hsu is so good in everything, everywhere, all at once that she should be in the conversation, but she's really not. And also, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's great. But the fact that she was nominated already is weird because I don't think she should have been. And also, why is she even a contender to win the Oscar? Like, I don't think she was that good either. I think there are so many other people who weren't nominated who deserve to be. Like Dolly De Leon in Triangle of Sadness should have been nominated. She was phenomenal. Janelle Monet in Glass Onion, absolutely incredible performance. I thought she was great. Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, both from Women Talking were great. Carrie Mulligan and Samantha Morton from um from She Said were great. Kiki Palmer and Nope. Nina Haas and Tar, incredible, incredible performance. Tuso Mbedu in um, The Woman King. Rooney Mara in Woman Talking. Anne Hathaway in Armageddon Time. Um, there were so many great performances this year. And uh, for me, I would probably take out Jamie Lee Curtis. I might take out Hong Chow. She was amazing in The Whale. But I think I'd prefer Janelle Monet and Dolly De Leon in there. Or maybe I would do... Janelle Monet and Nina Haas or something. But this is definitely the category that is the most difficult. Moving on from supporting actress. Again, just a recap. My favorite is Bassett. My predicted is Condon, but we'll see what happens. I am not very confident in that prediction. Moving on to supporting actor. This is a great category. We've got Brendan Gleeson, Brian Tyree Henry, who I'm glad made it in, Judd Hirsch, Barry Keoghan, and Kei Hui Kwan. And this one's pretty obvious. He's been sweeping all the award shows. Uh, Kei Hui Kwan should win and is my favorite and will win and all the things. He was fantastic in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Incredible performance. He's the heart of that movie. Um, no question about it. He should win. His story is incredible. Go listen to interviews with him. He's just a delightful guy. I love his mission to take selfies with every single celebrity on the planet. You really want to root for him, and I'm very excited to hear his speech when he wins. Some notable absences. Eddie Redmayne in The Good Nurse was very good. Paul Dano was good in The Fablemans, but I thought he was even better in The Batman. Jeremy Strong in Armageddon Time. Ben Wishaw in Women Talking. 
should have been nominated. Anthony Hopkins in Armageddon Time. He's not doing anything considerably unique, but he's just doing Anthony Hopkins and just nailing it as expected. Woody Harrelson in Triangle of Sadness was pretty hilarious. And then Steven Yoon in Nope was incredible, and I would have loved to see him nominated. But um, that's Supporting Actor. Moving on to Best Actress. This is another headache inducer. Um, Kate Blanchett, Anna de Armas, Andrea Riseborough. I mean, that's a whole story unto itself. Michelle Williams and Michelle Yeoh. This is like neck and neck. It's either Kate Blanchett or Michelle Yeoh. Both of them gave career best performances. Both of them transformations. You don't see them on screen. You just see their character. Um, I would love for both of them to win. But... I really want Michelle to win because she's not just playing one character. She's playing infinite characters. She also hasn't had the same opportunity. Um, Kate Blanchett has won multiple Oscars. She's been nominated many times. She's gotten so much recognition. I, I just think it's Michelle Yeoh's turn. She deserves it. She's been doing great work for so long. She's given Oscar-worthy performances before that haven't been recognized. This is an incredible performance. I, I just think she needs to win. I want her to win. Um, she's still somehow underrated. Like, you watch the movie, and to me, this is the same level performance as Kate Blanchett. There seems to be some sort of narrative that, like, she's just winning because she hasn't had the opportunity and she'd be the first Asian actress winner. But Kate Blanchett really was a whole other level. Kate Blanchett really should be winning. And to me, that's wrong. Kate Blanchett is incredible and transforms and is mind-blowing. But then you watch everything everywhere all at once. And it's the same thing for Michelle Yeoh. And for me, her performance is even more because she has to do everything. The movie asks everything out of her. It asks for comedy, drama, um, action. So for all those reasons and many more, I really, really want Michelle Yeoh to win. But will she? And that's the question. I, I really don't know. I don't know. I can see Kate Blanchett winning. I can see Michelle Yeoh winning. I almost want to just predict Michelle Yeoh just to like wish it into existence. And hopefully if I say it enough and if I predict it, it'll happen. Everything Everywhere All at Once is such a strong contender. And it's now, I think, IGN calculated the highest award-winning movie of all time. And I think I'm just, I'm going to predict Michelle Yeoh just as a fingers crossed. Please, please, I hope she wins. But we'll see. Kate Blanchett could also easily win. We'll see what happens. But right now, Michelle Yeoh is my predicted and my hopeful. Talking about some snubs, um, the whole Andrea Risenborough phenomenon, whatever, that whole situation, I'm sure you've seen. Uh, she is great. She gives a great performance. But to me, like, get her out of there. Probably get Michelle Williams out of there. Anna de Armas is great. Maybe keep her. But I think put in Danielle Deadweiler easily, easily should have been nominated and was probably my third favorite after Michelle and Kate. Viola Davis, great performance in The Woman King. Margot Robbie in Babylon. Jennifer Lawrence in Causeway. Jessica Chastain gave a great performance in The Good Nurse. Tilda Swinton was great in uh, Eternal Daughter. Florence Pugh was great in The Wonder. Even like Letitia Wright was great in Wakanda Forever. So those are just some other ones. But for me... Michelle Yeoh all the way. I will be really disappointed if she doesn't win. Moving on to Best Actor, we've got Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Mescal, and Bill Nye. And 
again, this is another really close call because for most of the race, it was just Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser. And I watched the whale. He's great. He's my favorite. I hope he wins, but I don't think he's going to. I think the Academy loves Elvis so much that I think Austin Butler's taking it. And actually, I'll be really happy with that. I thought they both gave great performances, and I'll be happy with either one. Um, so, yeah. But talking about the other ones, Bill Nye was great. Paul Mescal in Aftersun should have been a much bigger contender. He was phenomenal. Colin Farrell was great in Manchester of Inishirin. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to go to Austin Butler. And my favorite is probably Frazier by just a tiny bit. Um, some other notable ones. Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. He's actually doing a lot in that movie performance-wise that really works. So I don't think he was ever going to get nominated, but he deserves something. Diego Calva in uh, Babylon was great. Daniel Kaluuya in Nope was fantastic. A really understated, nuanced, subtle performance. And then Gabriel Labelle in uh, Fablemans. Really, really great performance, and I would have loved to see him nominated. I thought he was great. Let's now move on from acting to the movie slash documentary awards. Um, let's begin with international feature film. Nominated was All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. This is the category in which I haven't seen the most. I haven't seen Close and I haven't seen The Quiet Girl um, because they either weren't available or just timing. But the three I have seen were all really well done. My favorite, Argentina 1985. Um, I thought that was so compelling. I don't know the history of Argentina at all, so I just love learning about it. Great performances, great thriller drama, just a really all-around great movie, and I really want that to win, but it's not going to win. I think the All Quiet on the Western Front love is way too strong. Um, I think it was even nominated for Best Picture, so it's obviously winning this. Um, All Quiet is winning, but Argentina 1985 should win. Some notable absences, uh, Bardo, I thought was quite good. It had problems for sure, but it was really interesting and I would have liked to see it nominated. RRR, just so much fun, great movie. And then Decision to Leave, I thought was incredible. That was Park Chan-wook's movie. Um, maybe one of my favorites of the year. I love Decision to Leave and I am shocked that it wasn't nominated. Moving on to Best Documentary, I have seen all of these. We got All That Breathes. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Um, my favorite is Navalny. I found it the most compelling, and I was just really interested by the story, and it was very thrilling and just really well done. I think Navalny will probably win. It's been getting a lot of attention. But I wouldn't be surprised if All the Beauty and the Bloodshed pulls it off and actually wins. That one or Fire of Love. Those two could upset, but right now I'm going with Navalny. Moving on to animated feature film, we've got Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. My favorite was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio or Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. They were both phenomenal, phenomenal movies. Although so is Marcel the Shell, so is Turning Red. We got a lot of great ones here. But I think winning is definitely Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um... It's won all the Guild Awards, all the other stuff, so it's winning, and I'll be happy when it does. Moving on to Best Picture, the big one. I have seen every nominee, which is good, and uh, they are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of the Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, 
Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. And this is interesting because there seems to be some sort of narrative out there that everything everywhere all at once is too weird and there's a lot of Academy of members who are not going to vote for it and are not going to like it and that somehow Top Gun Maverick or Fablemans will upset and I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. Everything Everywhere has absolutely sweeped all the Guild Awards. It has so much support. It got so many nominations. I said earlier, it's the highest awarded movie of all time before the Oscars even happened. I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is one of the strongest Best Picture contenders in years. And I think that is winning Best Picture and that deserves to win Best Picture. I love a lot of the movies here, but Everything Everywhere would be one of the coolest Best Picture winners in a long time. The originality, the inventiveness, the creative spirit, this risky, bold, original movie that paid off. And this should be what Hollywood is always striving for. And I just, it's going to win. I hope it wins. I will be so happy when it wins. And it's going to be the perfect way to end the show tomorrow. And I can't wait. Talking about some other movies, if I had to make my own best picture lineup, I would probably take out All Quiet and I would put in something like Decision to Leave I loved, Causeway was quite good, I loved The Batman, The Wonder, The Northman, After Sun, definitely, I would put in After Sun. After Sun, if you haven't seen it, it is incredible, one of the most heartbreaking movies I've seen ever. Um, After Sun, the fact that it's not nominated for Best Picture is shocking to me. It is genuinely maybe top three movies of the year. After Sun's incredible. Armageddon Time, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, RRR, Nope. For me, Nope should also be nominated for Best Picture. I loved Nope. Um, she said, The Woman King, Glass Onion, I really loved. Um, so there's a lot of good movies this year. This year was just a phenomenal year for movies, and I'm very happy. Um, and that concludes my Oscars pre-show. This was an incredible year for movies, a really tough one to predict, lots of really close races. So what do you think of all this? What were your favorites from the year? What are your predictions? Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Are you looking forward to the Oscars? Let me know in the comments, the email, the voicemail, or the form. All those things are linked in the description. And uh, look out for my Oscars after show sometime in the next few weeks. And uh, thank you so much for listening and have a good day.